Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. The show is part of the Fight Life Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com, put in HTBT in a memo field, you'll get a 15-ounce mug, and you'll get tons of other great benefits, and you'll also be coming alongside of us as we're growing and proclaiming the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. When we have a conference coming up this year in Tennessee, you'll get a discount if you'll be part of that, and you should come be part of that, because that is going to be a really great time. I'm really excited about that. If you have any questions, comments, you can reach out to me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com, or you can find me on all the social media sites. How to Build a Tent, appreciate your subscription, or subscribing to the sites, YouTube, LinkedIn, all that stuff. So, maybe I'm a little wrong about the coronavirus. To me, it doesn't seem like a big deal because of the symptoms, but if you start to look at how much it's spreading, um, maybe it's a bigger deal than I thought. But I don't bring it up to, to say that I'm wrong, and I like leading off the show with I'm wrong, you know, because that's what I do. No, I'm leading out with that because something happens that's good, not that I'm saying it's good that this is happening, but something happens that you can take advantage of when a disaster happens. Oftentimes, this is what you can take advantage of. So there is something that happens in an investor's mind And I don't know why that it happens certain times that it does, but it usually does, that everybody gets really freaked out by this and starts selling off stocks. That's why stocks have been down lately. And they go to the most secure place to put their money. It's almost the equivalent of finding an investment vehicle that is the mattress under your bed. Where can I put my money in the safest spots possible? And for a long time now, the safest spots possible have been treasury notes. That is debt issued by the U.S. government. And why does that matter to you? Well, the more demand there is to buy people's debt, the less that people have to lend or the less price they have to pay to lend or to borrow money. So interest rates go down because more and more people are buying them. And that seems kind of counterintuitive. You're like, wait a minute, what about supply and demand? The more people want to buy something, the higher the price goes. Well, it's the flip side because it's really opposite. That is, if you are trying to get a loan and people are competing to lend you the money, Well, people are going to lower their fees for lending, and that's all basically this is when you talk about bonds, treasury notes, things like that. So, with that being said, if you missed that refi boom where the interest rates dropped, I think it was in August and October, where it was pretty low, and then it went back up, and now it's starting to come back down. So, if you missed the refi boom, or if you are looking to buy a house, I mean, this isn't the only driver why you should buy a house, it might be something worth considering because of the coronavirus, which is really interesting. We'll see what happens to that. I hear, and I haven't confirmed this, but the breakout from China was the one center in disease control location of China where they were developing and looking for, you know, whatever they do in those places. The one place in China is the city that this broke out in. So if that's a coincidence, maybe, maybe not, I don't know, but let's take advantage of it. If we have a lot of debt, maybe you paid off your, uh, your mortgage and you just have a house but you have credit card debt or student loan debt, hey, it might be a better opportunity to lower that, those payments and have to pay less interest with the lower debt. It's something to think about. 
If you're curious about why these papers are on my desk to the left, for those of you who are listening to the podcast and not watching on YouTube or the live stream on Facebook, I have papers on my desk because I wanted to make this point. I was filing my dissolution in Delaware because I refiled in Florida for a company I have because of the tax situation. And LegalZoom did not get my documents filed in time before the end of the year. So I have to pay another set of fees to the state. And I'm really upset about that. I filed in, or I submitted the paperwork to LegalZoom in October. That's two months before the new year. And yet, and yet, I have to file a whole new set of documents in Delaware. So I'm really upset about that. And I just wanted to share that with you because LegalZoom is not being helpful at all with that situation. So thank you, but no thank you LegalZoom. I think I'd rather just pay twice as much to a lawyer that's competent from now on. Uh, I think I was, if I remember correctly, and I can't even remember, this is terrible, but I did LegalZoom just to see and go through the experience. Usually I do use lawyers. And you know, the process I thought went really smooth as far as filing it and all, but you know, when you uh, have paperwork and additional things to turn in, apparently, Apparently, they don't stay on top of that stuff. So beware. All right. I want to talk about Kobe Bryant and if it was all for waste. And I think this is really important when you consider and when you think about not Kobe Bryant, the athlete, but the career. And you can take his accomplishments and transpose it to the industry you're in, to the business that you have started And just imagine having as much success as him and it being over instantly. And I think this is a good time when these things happen, when these notable people have their life taken from them so soon, we should use this as a time to reevaluate ourselves, to reevaluate how we are behaving, what we prioritize, how we're thinking about life, what advantages we're taking, what we're taking advantage of, the opportunities we're taking advantage of is what I was trying to say. And how we are conveying and talking about the gospel and the hope and the future that we have in Jesus, even to those successful, like Kobe Bryant. Before we do, I want to talk to you about Kingsman Grooming Products. KingsmanGroomingPros.com. The, show, the link is in the show notes. Check them out. There's three reasons why you should check them out, support them, and buy products from them. One, you already use these products. Grooming kits, beard oils, balms, hair products, leather wallets, belts, boots, you know, satchels, bags, carrying bags. You already get this stuff. You already use this stuff. So switch over to a Christian company and help support them. Two, the quality is phenomenal. And three, you get 10% off when you put HDBT in the checkout discount code section. You're supporting a Christian company, the products are phenomenal, and you get 10% off. Three reasons. Do you need any more? Go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com. Don't forget to put HGBT in the checkout. You'll get 10% off, and you'll get tons of great products, and you, or you should get tons of great products, and you will be supporting a Christian company. So go over and check them out, kingsmangroomingpros.com. All right, 24 stats. 
that solidify and show you the three overwhelming themes of his career. And this is according to TheRinger.com. It's amazing his time at the Lakers, his scoring ability, and how successful he was in the playoffs. And there's 24 points to make about his career. And I really want to emphasize this because Kobe Bryant was one of, if not the most, arguably, I still think Michael Jordan's the best, one of the best at his craft, one of the best at his career. If you were promised his career, you would take it in a heartbeat. You would, you would be satisfied. You wouldn't need to hope for any more. He accomplished everything that you would want to accomplish in someone's career. If it was in sales, he would be the, one of the best salespeople of all times. He would be making millions. If it was entrepreneurship, he would have had the Facebook, the Google. And it all end, ended in a helicopter crash far too young in his life. Did not expect it. I heard that he was even at mass, a Catholic mass. I didn't know he was going to, uh, to Catholic church. We'll get to that in a second at the end. But I want to read these because these are amazing accomplishments. And if you want to skip through because it's boring or whatever, just start skipping forward until you stop hearing me number these off because there's quite a few of them. It's going to take a little bit. But I really want to drive home the success of this man and how it could be for nothing. For nothing. And the reason I'm doing this is because we could get so caught up in achieving these things, wanting these things, making sacrifices for these things. And for him who accomplished all of them, we couldn't accomplish this much stuff in our career most likely no matter what industry it is. And for him, it was over in a second. And it might be meaningless. And I'll say might. And I'll talk about that after I read this off. Number one, no player in any major professional sport spent more time playing for a team in Los Angeles than Bryant. Bryant played 20 seasons for the Lakers. 20 seasons, that's an incredibly long time. The second longest tenure in NBA history for a one-team player trailing only Dirk Nowitzkotex, or whatever that was, 21 seasons. So he was one season shy. Number three, no other Lakers spent more than 14 seasons with the franchise. In other words, if Brian had retired after winning his fifth title, fifth title, he would still be tied for the longest run in franchise history. Brian is the Lakers' career leader in games, minutes, points, field goals made and attempts, three-pointers made and attempted, free throws made and attempted, and win shares. Number five, Brian was the first guard in league history to play 20 seasons. Brian is the number six. Brian is the only player in NBA history with two different jersey numbers, number eight and 24, retired by the same team. Number seven, Brian is tied for his first, for first in career all NBA selections with 15, the same number as Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Tim Duncan, and LeBron James. Number eight, Bryant's 11 first-team All-NBA selections rank him behind only LeBron and tie him with Carl Malone. Number nine, Bryant is tied for the second. Bryant is tied for the second in career All-Defensive selections with 12, and tied for the first with nine first-team All-Defensive nods. Number ten, thanks to his mixed talent of longevity and popularity among fans, Bryant is second in career in All-Star nods with 18. Abdul Jabbar had 19. Only LeBron has scored more career points in All-Star games. Nobody has made All-Star MVPs 
has more All-Star MVPs. Bryant won four, as did Bob Petit a half century earlier. Number 13, Bryant ranked third on the NBA's all-time scoring list, 33,643 points when he retired. On Saturday night, this last week, LeBron passed him in Philadelphia, Bryant's hometown, and bumped Kobe down to fourth. Bryant scored 40-plus points in a game 122 times. He scored 40 points in 122 games. Third most in league history, behind Wilt Chamberlain and Michael Jordan. Bryant scored 50-plus points in 25 games, also third most in league history. Bryant scored 60-plus points in a game six times, second most behind Chamberlain. Number 17, Bryant scored 81 points against the Raptors in 2006, notching the second highest single game total ever, 81 points. 18, adjusted for error, Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal put up the highest scoring season for any duo in NBA history 2000-2001, and the second highest 2002-3, fourth highest 2001-2002, and the seventh highest in 1999-2000. Bryant won five titles and earned finals MVPs in 2009 and 10. Number 20, no team is not... No team, not even a super team Heat or Warriors, has won a three-peat since Shaq and Kobe powered the Lakers into three consecutive titles at the start of the century. For all this scoring, Bryant's most iconic play might be a pass he threw towards the start of this run. Number 21. Combining his regular and postseason totals, Bryant played 57,278 minutes and scored 39,283 points, both ranking fourth in history behind Abdul-Jabbar, Malone, and LeBron. Number 22, Bryant is the NBA's career leader in only one statistic, missed shots totaling 1,064, more than second place John Havlicek. That stat seems like a strange choice to celebrate, but the very opportunity to shoot that often is a marker of dominance. The top 30 players in career misses are all current or future Hall of Famers. Number 23, Bryant's final game proved a fitting capstone of his career. He took 50 shots, the most of any player since 1967. In a ball-dominant effort for the ages, he also scored 60 points, boosting his non-wilt record mentioned above, and electrified the Staples Center crowd in a blazing comeback win. 24. Bryant ranks in the top five in career playoff minutes, field goals made and attempted, and points. Only LeBron, Jordan, Abdul-Jabbar scored more points than Kobe in the playoff. Shaq ranks fifth. He's one of the legends in NBA sport, in the NBA. He's an all-star, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, and he died in a plane crash in a moment. And what does that mean to him now? I don't know. But it doesn't mean much. Either way, if he is in heaven with our Lord Jesus, or he is in hell, all I have to go on is the stories of his life. But either one of those, heaven or hell, these 24 amazing stats by NBA standards, by human perspective, he did things, he accomplished things, he was able to train, discipline, and use natural abilities, God-given natural abilities, to do things that people will never even dream to come close to. And in a moment, they mean nothing. What are you going after right now that in a moment could mean nothing? 
what in your career are you sacrificing? You're sacrificing things that have internal, eternal significance for temporal glory. I am going to take a shot in the dark and just bet that whatever you are dreaming of isn't close to this career. Isn't close to the glory, to yes, the even idol worship that this man attained. And yet we sacrifice time with our families. We sacrifice raising our children the way God wants us to. We sacrifice going to church. We sacrifice our quiet time for not even a fraction of this glory that Kobe Bryant attained. And in a moment, it means nothing to him, either in the positive that he is giving glory to God or he's in hell in eternal anguish. In a moment, it means nothing. Now, I heard that he went to Catholic Mass and he's been... And the article is a perfect trigger for me to bring up a verse. And it said, he was worshiping at Catholic Mass before he went on his plane trip. And I just want to say this. Because people are praying for him. You know, the Catholics, they pray for people after they're dead. That, you know, something can happen with their soul. But worshiping God isn't enough. And I hope that you are hearing this and thinking about your relationship with God and not somebody who doesn't have a relationship with God. But just maybe you are like Kobe Bryant, who has been going to Mass and living a life contrary to what God has called us to do. He is not living a life of repentance. And again, I don't know him personally. All I have is the history to go off of him. I actually, I have met him personally, but I didn't like, you know, it was a charity dinner. It wasn't like a real personal thing, but I didn't know the man. So I, I, he could be in heaven. He could have a relationship with God. I'm not saying it, but most likely from what I've seen, he hasn't, but he went to worship and this might be you too. You may be being dragged there because your wife makes you go to church. You may be going through the motions because that's what you've always done in life. Because that's how you were raised. That's what your culture has told you to do. You think it might make sense like Jordan Peterson says it does. But doesn't actually have God's spirit in them. Because you have not repented and followed him. And worship means nothing. John 4.24 says God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. And if we don't have God's spirit in us, that is, if you do not have the guarantee of the Holy Spirit, your worship is in vain. And any glory that you're obtained in this life, any insurance that you thought you had by these religious acts, if it's not spirit and truth, in spirit and in truth, it's going to end in ruin. Let's take this tragic Opportunity of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and several others dying. And remember that life isn't guaranteed to us. God does not owe us another moment of our lives. And ask, sir, ask ourselves, unbeliever and believer, is every moment dedicated to obedience to God and living for his kingdom? And if it's not, let's cast it away just like it will be cast away when we die. 
Let's make it as irrelevant as it is for Kobe Bryant now. Let's stop pursuing those things for the ends at the expense of what God has called us to do and the priorities we should have in life and the eternal perspective we should have. Because no matter what we accomplish in our careers, in our business, if we become the next Google, the next Facebook, the next NBA Hall of Fame, if we are not obeying God and worshiping Him in spirit and truth, one day those will mean nothing. Nothing. So let's go out and be successful in obedience to Christ. We'll talk to you next time. God bless.